So we are in the car. It's uh, a little bit before seven o'clock, and well, now now it says three degrees. I told you. Yeah. That's the way it was going. So Scott, where are we heading right now? Early this morning in the blowing snow. The beautiful metropolis of Ishpeming, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula, headed to the high school. Where's the start of the 2022 polar roll? Yeah, and polar, I think, is a good word for it, right? They nailed it. So, of course, like yesterday when we got into Marquette, it was like mid-20s, maybe? Mid-20s. And then it dropped, I bet it dropped 30 degrees in 24 hours. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, big front came through. Uh, ahead right, of it was right, in, right in time for a bike race. Yeah, ahead of it, it was large amounts of wind, heavy, high winds, and hopefully that's going to go away, and we're going to have just cold to deal with. Yeah. Snow. Um, I don't think we got as much snow It was the potential for. I mean, it may continue to do it through the day, but um, looks like we got but on the ground, what do you think, about four or five inches? Yeah. There's, there's a... There's a good, there's a good amount. It's not terrible, but it's that cold that um, I think has everyone concerned, including, including myself. For uh, sure, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate concern. To, uh, it's you know safety first, health. I mean, we do crazy things, and this is one of them. But yeah, I mean, we, our our ladies kind of looked at us on the way out the door today like we we're crazy, but fair. This, this is what we do. Fair enough. We love it. The, the cold is, is a bit worrisome. Are you confident in how you're going to handle it with your with your clothes? I mean, I guess all remains to be seen, right? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so. Um, you know, the fear is actually not staying warm from the clothes. I mean, it's, it's almost to the point how much effort are you putting in then, and then do you become too warm and you sweat. And right. You're trying, so it's like trying to manage those layers optimally is not always easy. Um, like if, if I was to just need to stay warm, I'd be fine. I think with a combination of moving and things, I'm, I'm confident with the amount of clothing I have. It's just, uh, did I pick the right layers and which ones to wear when? Yeah, I'm with you. I've got extra stuff, right? So I'll wear um, a little bit thicker gear, I think, to start. Uh, and then once it get warmed up, I'll switch that out for some a thinner layer. And you go back, vice versa, depending on what how I feel. So I'll... It's nice to be able to carry options with you. Yeah, and I think uh, for both of us, like we're in no hurry. So <laughs> if you need to stop and rethink what you're wearing or what you have on, I mean, there's there's no reason why you can't do that. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we did with water too. We both have water bottles that will require stopping and you know uh, getting them out of our frame bags, which I think is a kind of a good idea. I didn't want to mess with anything else or but yeah this is gonna be an adventure man um i mean this is we we both knew what we were getting into i guess but i was hoping that maybe we'd have some winter weather but not uh arctic weather yeah this is to me if you look at the history of this race you get a little bit of everything um you just never know. This, I mean, it's the middle of February in the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, so. Yeah, what, what do we expect? So, yeah. um, they did, uh, because of the weather last night, they did end up closing or canceling the, the night ride, which I think was smart. 
Yeah, I mean that would have been impossible with that wind. Yeah. I mean, I I saw a couple pictures already of that they took. I think this morning from, with the groomers going out, and I mean you couldn't see a trail. Yeah. It just looked like snow mountains. I mean, let's be honest. Trips. This wind and snow right now that we're driving through isn't uh, <laughs> thrilling me about the the possible conditions we're going to get into. No, we're going to take our bikes for a walk today. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah. I'm 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 more and more happy about my. Uh, decision to throw on flat pedals and just run snow boots and flat pedals so oh, yeah i don't think you would have been warm warm enough in your riding boots yeah even that even if they're a semi-winter even with covers or whatever i think you would have been been struggling a little bit i don't know maybe you stuffed enough toe warmers in there or something but right yeah well yeah, your feet your feet you definitely want to it's one you want to err in the side of caution feet and fingers yeah, let's hope we get to the uh, other side with those things intact for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Godspeed, good sir. Godspeed, Trevor. <laughs> Save me a beer. <laughs> Yeah, so Scott, we are on the other side um, of the polar roll, and uh, we made it. We did. We did. Uh, it was funny. Obviously, you and I were just sitting here listening to ourselves uh, that we recorded during our ride to the start, and uh, all of our trepidations about weather and how trail would be, and uh, man, it turned out to be great. We were definitely concerned. We kind of went on and on, and, and I definitely had a bit of uh, um, worry in my voice. Before we get too far, from KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack, Midpacker, whatever. Um, I was definitely a Michigan Midpacker this time. <laughs> well, you have to qualify yourself that every now and then, or we're going to have to change your I, intro. I absolutely do. Um, hey, uh, yeah. So it it was definitely interesting to listen back right now at uh, what we were concerned with before the race, what we thought we were getting ourselves into, because our experience was different than than what we were thinking. Um, do you do, do you agree with that? I do agree. Yes, and. Uh... You know, I had some concerns early, uh, also coming off of a, I've got a sprained knee that I was concerned about, and so I was worried that if the trail conditions were pretty rough and there was going to be a lot of walking, I had some concerns about even being able to finish. And, you know, so temperature set aside, because that we knew that was already going to be a thing, and we right. th I thought I'd prepared for that well, and which worked out great. Um, but when the trail was just perfect, it was firm and rideable. And I said, you know, this is going to be great. I was able to manage my power outputs and, and have a good time and, and did very little walking on the bike. And, uh, yeah, so that was awesome. I mean, I think, um, there's a lot of people that were really surprised about how well the trail turned out based off of the weather conditions we were going into from the night before and morning of. Now, this is a great segue. You don't know this, but I, um, yesterday, I had a conversation with Danny Hill, 
And um, we talked about the trail conditions. We talked about the work he did grooming it uh, the morning of and the concerns he had with the wind and everything. So I think this would be a good time to throw that in. Yeah, hats off, Danny Hill. No kidding, Whoever, the crew, those guys up in Ramba Trail that takes care of that stuff, uh, they did an amazing job. Definitely. Let's listen to my conversation with Danny and then get right back to this. You were definitely a busy guy last weekend, huh? Oh, definitely, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature hasn't been kind this uh, winter so far. Uh, no, um, it's of course different, like downstate than than up there. But man, it seems like every year, polar roll. I mean, I guess it wasn't last year, but um, I know the year before it was. The weather was pretty bad as well, wasn't it? It was really cold, right? It was really cold. Yes, correct. Um. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's what I remember. So, so this was my first year, and what I remember specifically is uh, a lot of people talking about. Well, you know, near frostbite conditions, all this stuff. It's like, why in the world would anyone want to do that? And then, um, and then I get a fat bike and then I'm up there this year. So, <laughs> um, so Danny, again, thank you for, uh, for talking to me today. I, you just said you got off the trail, right? Grooming. Yes, I did. Yep. So yeah, probably about an hour ago. So that was a huge question I had is like, I know you spent a heck of a lot of time for the polar roll grooming, especially like probably right up to the event, but, um, how much are you grooming outside of uh, when there's like an event coming up? Um, it, you know, Mother Nature kind of dic- uh, dictates, you know, when I groom, but um, it's usually uh, about 35 hours a week, I would guess. Um, Holy a full cow. groom of A full groom of the trail system takes about five and a half hours. Wow. Th- um, 35 hours. That's way more than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't have a, I'm retired. So that's kind of my, uh, so-called job, I guess, but, but it's, uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time out there. Wow. Um, you know, that of course, like the, 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 the tagline blame Danny, but Honestly, this weekend, all I could think of was thank Danny because of how great the trail conditions were. I was listening back to, um, I went up there with a few people and my buddy and I, Scott, were, were chatting before we, it was the, the, day, the, the morning of, we're driving out to Ishpeming from, from Marquette. And even then it was snowing, it was blowy, and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. And then when we got on the trail, it was like, what in the world? This is not what I expected. <laughs> yeah um you know it was kind of a sleepless night friday night um you know i had plans to get there at four in the morning and uh you know you lay in in bed and say well maybe i should go at three o'clock give me a little more time but then if i get there too early it's got a chance to drift back in so it's kind of a guessing game sure so it was four o'clock when uh i headed out the door and uh yeah i had a partner my buddy Glenn uh, helped me, so we kind of tag team the whole course, um, you know, starting at a little after four. So the big, the big thing with the weather, 
this this year was the wind, right? The wind, yes, definitely. And so we um, we kind of lucked out because the I I thought the wind died down quite a bit before we started racing. Yes, about six thirty, I noticed that it had died down considerably, and uh, then you know by race time it seemed you know almost to be gone. So that was you know perfect for the racers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you said you had a friend, Glenn, help you out. Um, you kind of tag teamed the um, getting that course. So you were out there by four o'clock. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you know we, I've got a plow on one snowmobile, and then our tire drag on the other one to uh, clean up after the plow. And uh, it seems to do a really good job. Especially, um, we worked really hard last week to get the surface as hard as possible just in case we either got you know a heavy snow or you know the drifting this year has been incredible we've never had a year like this where it's been so uh so windy uh yeah i mean it was i'm sure it's always windy that that stretch going from munising to marquette um is is i'm sure it's always windy but uh yes. a couple times on the drive up i'm like i'm not sure what i'm more worried about this drive up or the the race itself <laughs> but but yeah i can't i i couldn't imagine all the uh, all the work it was so y- y- you're pulling the the groomer behind you and you said you're also pulling a like a tire behind you as well yes. what are you what, yeah. i heard like there's the yeah we have we have two snow go ahead we have two snowmobiles and um, two uh, Skidoo Scandex, and uh, we have a plow for one that we put on the back and then tires. But, you know, I've got like nine or ten different implements that I use for grooming depending on conditions. And uh, the plow and the tires seem to work the best for, you know, the type of weather we've been having, the cold kind of dry snow type weather. I I also heard a rumor that um, I know that the, the route isn't always finalized until maybe we get a little closer to the, to the event itself. But I heard a rumor that just because of the conditions that um, the, the route had to be a little shorter than, than usual. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's hard to, uh, when we put in the single track, um, we don't always groom that, you know, for the full year, we kind of just do that for the race. And um, one of our snowmobiles, uh, the little sled we got was broke down. Um, so Todd had a friend of his with a snow dog come in and groom this uh, single track. But we could have um, probably used, you know, another couple miles of it uh, had we had more time. But uh, I think, I don't think anybody felt like they got gypped out of, you know, three miles or whatever. Yeah, but, I it was, I, I was expecting more only because that's what I've heard. Um, but, uh, but man, the, what, what we had was, was absolutely beautiful. Like I said, I mean, I was blown away. I, I was expecting, um, to walk a lot and, and to be in some, some thick snow. And I, I don't, I don't think there was anything like that. Um, it was just, a, 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 I, that this is the first time I've experienced fat biking up in that area. And it was a great first experience. I, t- I tell you what, <laughs> Well, that's great. That's good to hear. <laughs> we try hard to give everybody a good experience up here. You know, it doesn't always uh, come to fruition, but, uh, you know, we try our hardest. How many years has the Polar Roll been running now? I think this was the seventh year. 
And if I'm not mistaken. And you've been involved in it this whole the whole time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Todd and I kind of started it, and then you know the Margie kind of spun off of the polar role. So it's the two two events up here that 906 Adventure Team puts on. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was cool because I I've talked to Todd quite a bit, and I know Todd a little bit, and um, I've never really met you. And to be up there, so the night before, you're hanging out at Black Rocks and everyone's saying hi to you. And then obviously, first thing in the morning, you're out grooming the trail. And then you're hanging out on the trail, like helping people, saying hi to people, cheering people on. Um, and then you're right back at Black Rocks the night after. <laughs> um, it's definitely a uh, not only an event for all of us, but do you feel like it's certainly an event for you, not just a work week for you or work weekend, but something that you look forward to? Oh, it is definitely. You know, I like to see the smiles on people's faces when they come through and, you know, cheer them on. Um, It's just, uh, it's just something we do. You know, usually we have the Black Rocks crew out there. Um, A lot of, a lot of those guys are my friends and, uh, you know, try to just keep cheering people on. And uh, that's, that's kind of what we do. It's, it's a fun time. In terms of uh, weather and conditions and everything, um, how did this year rank compared to some other years? Um, it was probably not not the hardest year by any means. I think I, I'm terrible at years, but I think it was 2019 where we had all the heavy snow and all the trees came down. And, yeah. Um, I think I was up for like 70 hours. <laughs> Um, trying to get the trail ready, you know, and it still turned out to be a push your bike show, you know, so, but it wasn't for lack of trying, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, um, that was, this year was, it was uh, a little nerve wracking just with the wind, you know, because you sit there Friday night and it's just howling and it doesn't do you any good to go back go out there in that kind of weather because you're just going to have to go right back out and clean up again anyway with that wind. It just, you know, doesn't give up. Yeah. And I will say as a um, participant, that wind was uh, a little bit concerning or disconcerning, um, uh, especially as a first time participant. But there, there is something I will say about the, uh, just being in a group of like-minded people. I mean, even getting out of the car Saturday morning and it's negative five or negative three degrees and my fingers are freezing and I'm like rethinking everything I'm going to wear and, you know, setting up my bike. Then as soon as I roll over to the start line, I'm like, no, here's, you know, 300, 400 people going to do the same stupid thing that I'm doing. So, all right, let's do it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, the vibe is kind of upbeat you know, everybody's anxious, you know, to get out and they're wondering what the trail is going to be like. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool feeling really. Yeah. And then, and then I think that was where it sealed it for me is like, I, I got a little bit of motivation from the people. And then as soon as I got out on the trail, I was like, holy cow, I couldn't be having more fun of a time. And, uh, <laughs> and again, I, yeah, thank, thank Danny. I mean, it just, it just was, was I thought it was dialed. The trail was dialed. I think everyone kind of felt that way too. So um, I did wonder, so you said you're spending like 35 hours in the winter. Um, I'm assuming you're not spending that much time during the summer or during the non-winter. But like how much are you working to 
um, maintain the trail, say during the, during the summer and then leading up to things like Margie Gessick? Um, I spend a, a ton of time out there, um, you know, building new trail. I try to add a little piece every year to the Margie. Um, so there's, a, you know, I think this year we have six different uh, projects planned as, you know, as the Ramba group. Um, to expand some trail and clean some other stuff up. So there's a lot of time spent out there. And, um, you know, we're trying to make our signage the best it can be. And, you know, there's always, you know, there's always work to do out there. Um, you know, I, this year I was still cleaning up trees that were down from 2019 to open up the snow bike trail. So, um, wow. I'm fortunate to have, you know, if I put a help needed sign out there. I get quite a few volunteers to come out and give me a hand. So that's, I'm very fortunate in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was wondering how many people are out there helping you. Um, and it just seems like all that work, I, I can't imagine. I mean, there's so many people that go up to this area, um, whether it's in the winter, whether it's in the summer and enjoy the, the Ramba system and the trails. And yeah, I mean, that's, it seems like, yes, a lot of work, but, um, a lot of people are, are, taking advantage of it. So, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, doing the Ramba thing for, I think 31 years now. Um, and now the grooming, I think I started in 2008 or 2009 when I started grooming the snow bike trails. So uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, kind of a labor of love, I guess. Certainly. And, and one that we all, um, yeah, that, that we all get to, enjoy the fruits from. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I just, I, I wanted to one, get to know you a little better and say thank you for the work you did the, in the weekend and then hear a little bit about your, um, your experience. Is there one thing about the weekend that stands out for you? Maybe something a little unique or something that's just, uh, yeah, stands out that, that you will remember 2022, um, from, from now on. Um I think it was the last two finishers of the race. Um, I think it was the one guy's first time. Well, I think both of it was their first time on a fat bike and yeah. one the first time ever on a snow bike trail. And, uh, you know, they stuck it out. I saw them, you know, the couple different places that I was on the course, you know, they, oh, no, we're going to finish. We're going to finish. <laughs> they finished, you know, and it was awesome to see. Oh, that's incredible. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were quite funny to, uh, you know, when I saw them, the first place I was at uh, the south side of uh, Cedar Lake, and they were going to do that really hilly loop there where we um, we were at the beginning of it and at the end of it. Yep. And I thought, well, if they make it through this, they might make it to the end. And they did. <laughs> they had smiles on their faces. So that was the best part. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. And cool of you to like hang out there watching everyone go through. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really cool story. And, um, man, it's like one of those, one of those of, of races that I could, it almost seems harder to be out longer. So I, I mean, just being exposed to the elements for that, that much longer, I, I feel like that they, um, definitely, uh, get like a, like a hard work award or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, a, definitely. A hard, yeah. hard person award. <laughs> But, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it was chilly out there, and you know, I'm, I was dressed for it. You know, and when you're on a bike like that, and you're sweating, and you know, you stop for a minute, you know, you start to chill down. Yeah, it's you know hard to warm back up. But 
Definitely. Well, I I think I'll say it now. This won't be my last polar roll, and I hope to be up in that area um, more often, of course. And uh, hopefully, you know, next time we chat, maybe it'll be with a beer in our hand, and um, you know, we can <laughs> we can cheers and 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 see each other that way. But thank you so much for the weekend, and thanks for this conversation. Really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Um, just look me up anytime you're up here. I'm I'm a pretty good tour guide too. So. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Danny. All right. Well, you take care. Have a good day. Hey, you too. Appreciate the time. So yeah, uh, thank Danny. I mean, that's that's what I um, I told him um, when I was talking to him that you know not not blame Danny, but thank Danny. It exactly. turned it turned out to be amazing. It did. It did. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, whatever. I saw him at Black Rocks post race, and he said he went out there, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, and they went through all the trails, and um, and yeah, they they firmed up because the temperature was so cold, and yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, so um, you kind of mentioned it before, and then when Danny and I were talking, we were just talking about the conditions and how great the conditions were, blew me away. Um, one thing that I just, I don't know what I expected in terms of the course, and I knew it was part of the Rambus system, which actually I have done zero riding in the in, on any Ramba trails. Right, um, and I've went, only ridden in the summer and fall months. Correct. So I've yeah. never done any snow biking there, and so it was kind of a, it was a brand new for both of us of what our expectations were, and, and I, then it set on top of well, this is a. Todd Poquette race and yep, you know Todd yep. likes to throw some stuff at you and like what is this going to be like and for us both having our first polar roll I think we, we were a little nervous yeah um yeah I I mean going all the way back to our conversation as we were driving in um I think we were kind of setting up a possible like well if this doesn't work this is why you know like kind of setting our excuses up it just in case and you know you mentioned uh, your knee injury and I was just kind of freaked out about the the weather in general um, not quite sure I prepared for it correctly or you know just was experienced enough um, so it's funny to be on the other side and just I, I got to the start and I talked about this with Danny, but seeing all the people that were going to to do it, like, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, take on this stupid idea with us. And I was like, no way, man. I'm, not, I'm in. I'm going to do this. And then as soon as we got on the trail in the woods, I the, the whole weather situation was, was not even a factor. Not a factor. So let's talk. What's the over-under on hand warmers and toe warmers? What'd you end up with? I think I had like six sets of hand warmers. And one set of toe warmers. Where'd you um, put the hand warmers? So I had thrown some in my pogues. Mm-hmm. Just they were kind of laying. There's a little pocket for them in there. Um, and then the other ones I had, I had some in up my front pocket of my jacket where my phone was to try to keep my phone warm. Yeah. Um, I didn't use anything for my Garmin. It just sat on the mount and um, it did great with battery. The touchscreen got a little sensitive um, once it got colder, I think, but I didn't really need to touch it or use it at all. It was, sure. you know, it was doing its own thing. Um, and then the rest of them I had in my frame bag to help keep my uh, 
bad uh i had some external batteries in case i needed those again not knowing what i was going to need if i needed six or seven hours worth of saddle time so i was just being prepared and then i had the rest of them inside where my water bottle was to help try to keep that unthawed and that all worked perfect how much um, uh how much water did you drink uh 24 ounces really uh, I think, yeah, I mean, that's what the bottle was in it. Maybe I had yeah. a little couple sips in the bottle. But, in that, of course, it was a combination of uh, Carbo Rocket uh, water and a li- maybe a little whiskey in there, too. <laughs> and I was trying not to let it freeze, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I uh, I had my, well, it's not whiskey. What is Fireball? What is Fireball? It's a whiskey. It is a whiskey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had my whiskey just kind of separate from everything else, from the Wheel of Destiny. I gave the spin on the Wheel of Destiny and... Uh, Luckily, got fireball. There's a lot of garbage things I could, like Malort and oh yeah, pickle juice. Actually, I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind pickle juice. Oh, so, so I have to correct my intake then. So water <laughs> intake, yes, but there was also additional beer consumed once at Fire Pit One with Danny, mm-hmm. and then also at the. I did not spin the wheel. I just walked up to the bacon station, grabbed a piece of bacon and a beer, and just chugged the beer and had a piece of bacon. Which, I, by the way, was the only. That's all I consumed for. Uh, food bacon. wise, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some calories in that sure. carbo rocket, but yeah, just had a piece of bacon. I think I, I, this brings up a great point about the the fun of polar roll. Of course, it's an adventure, and uh, when you have years like like this year, the conditions were amazing, and but um, but also it's just a it's just a fun time, and it's a party. Yeah. Um, if you want it to be a party, you can go out and crush it like a lot of people did, or you can just decide. You know, you can challenge yourself and then stop at the bacon station and have all sorts of bacon. You can have a, you can spin the wheel of destiny and see if you, if you take a shot at fireball or a, or a PBR or something and, uh, and sit by the fire for a long time. And that, and it just, it feels, I, I went by that. So the course took you by this bacon station or whatever, this, uh, unofficial stop, um, twice. And the first time I just kind of blew by it. I was kind of in a group and. The second time I went by, and I was also with a few people, and I thought, what am I doing? Like, why do I, why am I not stopping by the fire and talking to all these people and just hanging out and having a good time? So the second time we went by it, I stopped and uh, probably stayed for like five minutes or something. So, and I did the opposite. I stopped on the first time, and then on the second time, I just kind of rolled in through, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's it's to some people like for me, it's, I don't, I mean, they use the word race. It's set up as a race, but I think there's a lot more people doing it for the adventure and for the experience than actually for a race. And so, and that's kind of been my mindset too. I kind of lean more towards that stuff now. And yeah, uh, and it's amazing. Uh, I mean, I had a great time. Um, it's funny. I did go to Todd after the ride and I said, I'm sorry that the trail was in such good shape. And he <laughs> said, everybody's smiling. <laughs> Of course, I've already seen posts now that he's saying that we're all going to pay for this next year because it was we'll, we'll it, make up our additional mileage yep. <laughs> that was lost and and uh, so. Um, I, I'll I'll tell you what though, there was something about this weekend, and it was a whole weekend, you know, going up there, driving through some pretty bad weather, um, especially getting up like right when when, when you're on the south side of the uh lake superior the munising to marquette yep. is always a gamble yeah. so i mean just like getting through that and then coming into um coming into marquette and our like before we even go to the airbnb we meet you guys at, at black rocks and we're just hanging out at black rocks and then do the polar roll hanging out by the fire and then back to black rocks it it, it felt uh like one of the most Michigan things I've ever done. I mean, the only other, th- like if we 
played some hockey, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'd feel, but like, I don't know. I, it's just, it's cool to be a part of, um, in the last few years, just, you see these people go up there and I, I just feel like they're, they're just hard people, you know, just like, uh, working through the elements and, and, um, it's, it's, uh, it's it's something that I've wanted to be a part of, and then coming on the other side, it's like yeah, I I feel a little more Michigan or a little more hard just because I because I went through it, uh, maybe a little more UP maybe. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the numbers too uh, uh, when Todd had posted about how many people were registered and then who showed up for both the mass starts of the thirty fifth. Seemed like a lot less people maybe had committed. Uh, to, or showed up for the 15, you know, so uh-huh. maybe they were kind of on the fence in the first place or doing the shorter version. But, man, there was a really big turnout for the Mass Start 30, even with the weather. And yeah. then you see a, a lot of comments about people that were bummed out because they decided they, not to show because oh, yeah. they thought weather would be an issue or trail would be an issue, and it ended up being really good. I, so I, you got to show up. You got to do it. I, I am so glad that that uh, that we didn't talk ourselves out of it Um I think I was talking to Danny about this or to you about this. It's just the the night before and uh, just sitting in the Airbnb and you just listen to the wind howl. Um, I was like, what in the world are we doing? <laughs> and it, yeah, you got to show up. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like it, it, it's worth it. And just show up and, and give it a shot. And yeah, I love it. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think of things that I would do differently. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think I was pretty well prepared. I had a couple pair of gloves. I mean, oh, you're talking about the um, the hand warmers, yeah. uh, toe warmers. First of all, those toe warmers I gave you, they were they were garbage. I, I don't think they worked. <laughs> I don't know. My feet never got cold, so I can't tell you if it was the warmers that helped. I mean, I had some the alpaca socks on. Uh, that I used the discount code, got yeah. those socks from signing up for Polar Roll, and cheers for that. I yeah. used those uh, with some Columbia boots, uh, traditional you know, winter boot, nothing on the riding uh, side, but um, my feet were perfect. I, guess I, I had zero issues. I'll say that. I, I My feet were fine. I didn't have any cold toes. I wore two pairs of wool socks, and uh, and then my like snow boots, because I, I ran flat pedals, which I think was a great idea. I... I'm not like that used to flat pedals. So there were a couple times where I f- did a move like I thought I w- was connected, but I wasn't. But it's it's fine. I, f- I figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, my my hands. I don't my. I think my hands were fine most of the time. I'm I'm glad I had those bar mitts. Yeah. Um, I sweat through like my first pair of gloves and I switched them out. Yeah. I mean, I. That's the other thing too. Like we, I think we both had loaded up most of our essential items we thought we were going to need based off the weather we were seeing Friday night, even up to Saturday morning. So we get there and it's still really cold and we haven't seen the trail yet. So we're, I mean, I think I had way more things than I needed for that particular day that I carried around. So you say like, what would you change? But I don't, I mean, you can't, you know, unless you start pitching stuff, (laughs) unless you stuff throwing things out halfway through. I mean, there's really, you just bring it because you don't know. So, Correct, I mean, yeah. I carried a lot of extra things. Yeah. I had a extra pair of socks, extra pair of gloves, extra layers. I had a, I put a backpack on and had that stuff. I had all these snacks and things in my bag. Cause I didn't know. 
you know, there's a big difference between a three hour ride and a six hour ride. Correct. Right. So yeah. you, I, um, that, so, you know, I guess I don't know that I would have done anything different. Yeah. Um, it, yeah it, it, it is tough. Um, I guess we did go into it knowing it was less than 30 miles. If it was closer to 40, I think it would have been a different story. I carried too much water. Um, I barely even touched it. And I probably should have like carried half of that. Yeah. Um, I did force myself once to to stop and drink, even though I was like, ah, I don't need to. But like, um, then I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> so I did I did force myself to drink a little bit, um, because I, I, we both carried water. Well, you had a did you have a water bottle? So it was handy? an insulated bottle inside okay. my frame bag, though. Oh, so it okay. wasn't. I mean, I, I I mean, I guess I could have if I was a better rider, I probably could unzip and grab the bottle sure, yeah. and drink and put it back. But I, I, every time I had drinks of water from my frame bag, I stopped and got off the bike. Right. And that, was, and that was, yeah. that was my thing. And maybe, maybe I didn't drink enough water or drink water because I was, uh, because I had to stop. But I think, uh, I would, I would do the same water system still in the frame bag, but, uh, but a little bit of less, but a little less. Um, but besides that, I, I'm really not sure what all I would do differently. Um, I was, I was because we were successful right. in what we wanted to do. So you know, I guess there's no reason really to second guess what we would have done different because we had a successful ride. You yeah. Know? So that's I think we nailed it. Um, I uh, the only thing, and I'm not sure if this is uh, equipment, technique, pressure. Um, the some of those hills, I found my back. Uh, tire really uh, losing traction and what do you think do you think that's a pressure thing so i i feel like the tires i'm i'm running aren't the most aggressive right so you jumbo gyms you're right but i don't think it was the aggression of a tread that was an issue for you based on that trail condition mm -hmm. i think pressure i think we had your pressure a little too high we were having some issues a little bit with your valve stems yep, and, yep. and so we didn't really want to mess with the pressure too much so i think you were running a little high on pressure and then maybe another thing to think about too is your pedaling like you're so used to being clipped in and you're on flats yeah, and so that that's that that rotation of the of your power on a pedal was probably a little different too um but i would mainly probably number one would just be probably just a little high on pressure yeah um i i, I think it it comes down to pressure and then technique in the snow yeah. um not, not i i had some issues with the the shifting and getting that perfect and i and i don't know if it was just the bike or um or, or just I, I I'm not sure what it it's was. A, it's a snow riding learning curve. I think that's what it was. I, yeah. I don't think I'm used to just like choosing the right gearing in the snow. All of a sudden, like you go from you're 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 ripping down a hill and then you got a, a steep thing yeah. and and you can't just bail out with power and like stand up and stop. Like it's not exactly. Always that easy. And, and yeah. when I would try something stupid like that, then I would either slip or just yeah. stop or or I'd put my foot down. And I would be in way steep snow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, can't take wide steps off nope, the bike. Nope, not at all. I probably did that twenty-seven times. <laughs> okay, so how many how many uh, crashes into the deep snow? I didn't have too many real crashes. Uh, I think it's hard to call them real crashes because they don't feel like crashes. Like yeah. you just feel like you fall off the trail into some snow, and you're like, oh. So I had a ton of step offs 
into deep snow, even like all the, all the way over, maybe some with some speed, but it didn't really feel like a, a crash. Right. I had one where I was coming around a turn and my front wheel got caught and then it went into the deep snow and I just snow angel, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had three, I had three solid, I guess two solid snow angel type, almost over the bar type things to the, off to the side. Um, and then one just like step off that was deep and kind of fell over. Um, my but, favorite was, um, I wasn't really, it wasn't a crash at all, but the, the second time I came around and Danny was there with the camp Danny kind of area mm-hmm. and, uh, I, something was, I forget something was going on with my bike and I stopped to adjust something or maybe, maybe I really needed to switch my gloves. So I, I saw them up there. I was like, oh, this is where I'm going to stop. And you know, they're standing in the middle of two trails. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things. And I'm like, oh, this must be like pretty firm snow everywhere. And so I stop and I kind of pull off. So if anyone's coming by and it must be, where I pulled off was not firm snow. So in front of like half a dozen people, I'm just like, whoop, and I fall directly down. And nice. I had to have someone help me. Like they like pulled me up. <laughs> But um, yeah, that was a little embarrassing. But <laughs> well, that's like where they had the uh, bacon and hugs set up. You know, it was right at the base of the stairs, uh, riding down those stairs. I'm sure they got to see a lot of uh, interesting crashes coming down those stairs. Oh yeah, those stairs were. I, I survived. I was not expecting the stairs. Um, I think you know, talking like some of you that have been up there, ridden that in the summer. Yeah, you guys knew the area. You knew what you and then but. I think I was in a kind of following a little train at that point, and I just saw people disappear, disappear. I'm like, what is, what's happening? <laughs> but uh, that that was that was fun. I mean, I cleared them pretty well. Yeah, you kind of had that quick right hand turn. Yeah, though, and then it was a little sloppy at the bottom. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if I put a, <clears throat> I may have had to put a foot down just to. Um, that was another fun part of that I wasn't really used to. Is some of those downhills, you would rip down them, and then other ones, if they had ruts or whatever, you would just kind of skate down them. Yeah, you know? I put I put one foot down. Usually, I put, usually put one side foot down and just try to stay off the brakes and just let the bike kind of ride and just. And uh, I learned that uh, from Faddish. Uh, I tried riding downhills that were rutted without putting things down, and the only thing that went down was my face. So. <laughs> uh, so that was a little learning curve. I mean, this is fat bike racing's new to me. Well, I mean, I've only been fat biking for a year, so mm-hmm. you know. So, and I'd never raced before, so I'm still learning. I'm still learning a lot of things as well. So, um, I think my my biggest regret, maybe not regret, but uh, because it, it it wouldn't have been possible. But I guess like I I'm I'm very envious of the ice beard that you came away with, <laughs> and my my ice beard didn't exist because. I barely well, have you a, need beard. a beard. Uh, you, yeah. So may, maybe if I did anything different, maybe next year I'd, I'd grow up my beard a little grow bit. beard before. for the winter. So yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. There were some epic ice beards out there. Um, I did get some good photos that Rob and Ryan both took good pictures of me, and I bought one from each of those guys of my ice beard. So um, it was yeah, great. It's fun. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah, definitely envious of, of that. When you talked about doing some things different, I know one thing I would do a little different there would probably position. I and I don't know if it's always the same too because mm. it was our first polar roll. Um, I think I would have positioned myself a little better in the start. 
Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, even but my mindset again going into it was just trying to finish. My knee was still sore a little bit, so I knew it wasn't going to be yeah. super aggressive. But even with that being said, I think I still could have positioned myself a little better early uh, yeah. once we got the hill and on the road before the single track, and then kind of get away from some of that traffic. Um, so would have been helpful. Yeah, I I kind of go back and forth. I mean, I I I wish I did because I'm a little competitive, but there were a lot of times where I w- I felt like I was holding people up um, in the technical stuff, and then once we got out of the technical stuff, I was getting frustrated that I couldn't ride hard, um, and that's just classic not used to fat biking, not used to single track kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so there were a couple times where I actually just stopped and just got away. Like I stopped to take some drink, some water, or I stopped to take my gloves off, just because I, 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 I didn't feel like super comfortable being in a in a group. Yeah. Um. But there, but there were like these kind of really long sections that you could really hammer, and all of those sections, I was in a, I was. I was in traffic and yeah. it, was, it was kind of frustrating. Well, it's tough. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's tough to pass on single track mm-hmm. sections in general with racing. So then you add on top of that winter with all the snow and like we've already talked about stepping off, tra- like there's not a lot of places to go and there's not a lot of room to pass on single track. So, you know, unless guys like are willing to stop, move over, possibly step into three feet of snow and, and to let you by and right. you're kind of limited in, in, in sections to where you can and can't pass. So. Right. And it's, and it's stupid <clears throat> to get frustrated about it because that's just the way it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, unless like, I mean, it's kind of up to you to um, position yourself better, yeah. get up that first hill or get into the single track. Yeah. And you just and announce yourself, say, you yeah. know, when you get a chance, no hurry, just, Which, you know, which like there were many people that were behind me that yeah. did that. And a lot of those a lot of that I found a lot of the passing I did was in climbing sections because there was a lot of guys that maybe didn't climb and a lot of the climb spots at least had some worn down foot traffic from guys that hadn't been able to make the climb or didn't want to do the climb whatever yeah. the whatever the reason was, but it was rideable. So they would get they were already off their bike, so they they were just able to just scooch their bike a little bit and then you could ride up past them. So I, I was able to pass a lot of people on climbs. I want to talk about um, one of the first times someone said uh, behind you or like try to pass. Um, it was directly when we got into the single track and I heard like a different noise behind me <laughs> and it, it sounded like someone's bike was defective. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden this skinny lanky guy in snowshoes comes running by me, which of course is our friend Jameson Clockner, who uh, decided to to uh, snowshoe or take on the the polar stroll, right? Is I guess they call it polar stroll. Polar yeah. stroll, and on snowshoes, and he's running. Yeah, and he's running faster than all of us. Yeah, yeah, he, um, it was amazing. And, and so there was a little bit of like we we got into the single track. There was there was a uh, traffic. We're all kind of just waiting a little bit. He's right there. And then it opens up, and we're going downhill. And he drops us all on the downhill. <laughs> yeah, he was flying. That's- yeah, I got him and I. Actually, I was able to spend some time with him out there. He A couple times, we uh, he came up behind me. I let him pass. Then we got to maybe a stretch, and then I passed him. Then we got another section of single track, and I let him pass me. He was going faster through the single track than I was. Crazy. And then we got to another straightaway, and I passed him again. And then I think he actually... 
um, had stopped to take some food or do some stuff. So I caught him again. And then we're starting at the same time. So there was a handful of times that actually the picture, the infamous picture that Rob took of him doing the heel click yep, in yep. the trail, I was right behind him. Yeah, I yeah, saw I, that. I was yeah, right behind yeah. him on that section. And uh, But no, it was amazing. And he, he killed it. Yeah, he obviously a- took first place by an hour. Yeah, uh, on the thirty mile run. So, yeah, yeah. What, a, what an amazing job, Jameson. I mean that that's a so basically he ran a marathon in snow and snowshoes. Yeah, like he had like these crazy snowshoes too. They were plastic or carbon or something, and really lightweight. And I guess they're specific. Someone said they're specific to groomed too. So like oh, you're gotcha. knowing that you're going to be riding on uh, running on groomed, sure. it doesn't have to be a wide aggressive footprint. Yeah. So it's a little bit narrow. So, you know, makes it a little bit easier, but st- I don't I don't think there's anything easy about running in any kind of snowshoe. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's easy running in running shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> in good conditions. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, no, that was one of my favorite parts at the beginning to see him cuz um one of our good friends but lives on the other side of the state now and and I knew he was going to be up there. So the first time I see him is on the trail and he just, you know, he's behind me. I'm like, who is behind? Oh, and <laughs> it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, and just his positive vibes too are amazing. Like, like if you were having a moment and a little bit of self doubt or something was going on, like, and he, he comes by and actually I, I feel like maybe I was maybe having even a little bit of moment when I saw him out there and he was just super positive. Like, I've got this. I think it was that time I let him by on the single track. I'm like, you're going to be faster than me. And and he's just like, you got this. And yeah, it was, yeah. it was a probably something I needed at the time, but yeah, cause he's such a good spirit. So that was one of my favorite things about the weekend. It was the, the fact that so many of our friends were up there and we got to see many of them finish and got to ride or I don't know or run, I guess, or whatever, yeah, yeah. with them, and and then just to at the at the end of the day, it was something that we all accomplished, and then you know we all had beers together and just hung out together. Um, it it couldn't have been a better weekend. I yeah, think. an amazing event, and uh, again, hats off to nine oh six definitely and Todd and, and Danny and those guys for putting on an amazing event, and uh, and to all of our friends that were up there and made the whole weekend a success. And cheers to everyone for sure. Anything? Anything else? Um, oh, here, here's the here's the question: Would will you do it again, or would you do it again? Yeah, under the same premise. Again, I I think I will always set up that kind of event as just an adventure. Let's see what it, what's what it has in store, and that's probably because of how successful this year was too, and how amazing it was. Now, if I say okay, I'm in for. 2023 because i had a really good time and we show up in 2023 and then you know we have to walk our bike for 15 miles then i'll probably be like ah you know that might have been it for me i don't know but i mean i I agree i mean based off the success of this polar roll i'm in yeah i'm in i agree um if not not an if like i want to do it again i want to be up there for the uh, the whole thing again. And in fact, I, I want to be up there like an extra day because I, I feel like it was too short of, of an experience. Um, but yeah, I, I want to, I I'll, I'll definitely do it again. If, tw- if it's, if, if it turns into a different type of experience next time, then, then maybe, or, or I guess 
if if this year would have been a different experience, then maybe I would be saying something different. Yeah. But and I don't know because we say that now, but that's just like when we were, we're trying to decide whether we we're going to show or not show to the start. We knew we were going to go to the start line. Like I, I still think like even maybe I say next year we go there and it wasn't the best, and we have a different experience. Like you say, maybe it's more hiking. It's actually harder, and it's yeah. you have to pull even more from within and, and to finish and gut it out. Like that's also, I, I mean, we like that stuff too. That's what we do. That's why we sign up for these uh, events. So I, yeah, uh, I mean, even, even if it was like that and it was really tough, I probably would then be saying, okay, well, I'm coming back next year. Cause it's going to be better then. So yeah, I, I don't <laughs> you're know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I agree. So they're just um, amazing events. So for sure. And we're uh, blessed to be able to do them and get up there and have a good time and with all our friends. That's the other thing too. Sometimes we go to these events and like when I was injured and went up to Marge, like I I just like the the atmosphere and the camaraderie with all the friends. So I I'm going just to hang out sometimes. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. For sure. Well, then I'll see you next year. See you next year. All right. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to Danny Hill, not only for the podcast time, but also for all the time he put on the trail last weekend. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain icy. We will see you in the mid-pack.